I, I love the song choice, but I'm not sure if I can piece together the connection you're going for, Dan. Can you enlighten me? Uh, it's just off the the Instagram video you sent me most recently. I literally opened it up four minutes before we started this podcast. I was like, intro song, done, crushed it. Okay. It's, it's, so just to give context with this, it's what song would most intimidate you as a batter when the closure comes into the start of the ninth? I mean, that's a pretty fucking badass way to come into the ninth. That would be pretty intimidating, walking out to that Star Wars epic theme song. Oh, so. yep. I, I mean, so so all-time favorite, though. Because obviously we have the the Edwin Diaz like coming out this year. Do you have a favorite? I mean, Enter Sandman is obviously iconic. It's hard to top that for Mariano Rivera, right? Yeah, Rivera. Uh, then I moved to Hell's Bells. Oh, that's was, uh, what was his name again? Why am I blanking? Uh, Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman. Yep, that's correct. Another really good one. Edwin Diaz, I think, breaks my top three. Um, yeah, with his, but with I mean, th- I I look I look forward to the closer in baseball that happens to stumble upon this um <laughs> this and it's the only positive thing i think i can take out of phantom of the menace yeah that that's I, is that the only movie liam decent dies in too by the way spoiler alert but yeah he dies in that one yeah but that that's like the of the entire movie that intro song that final battle scene is fucking electric oh yeah darth maul qui-gon jinn and everyone <sighs> it's amazing all right. All right. Enough dirty out. We're here to do a fantasy football podcast. And it's just you and I this week, Dan. Nick is um, a pussy. Well, you know, <laughs> if you've seen like Parks and Recreation, just imagine that with like city folk yelling at people. That's what Nick's kind of dealing with, maybe. They could present the budget and ask questions about, answer questions about the budget. But I mean, I guess when you're in charge of a couple million dollars, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So he's out, but we will we will try to persevere. Um, on this week's podcast, we're going to recap two trades, um, nothing crazy like we've seen recently. Um, and then we're gonna, you know, we're we're through seven weeks of the season. We're at the halfway point. Um, we're well ending the second half of the season. I think it's a good time to just kind of look at teams and just do a quick recap or quick thought, you know, process on how some of these teams are sitting. Good, bad, what the future of the second half may hold for them, um, and just go from there. Um, Dan, you're going to have the honor to do the fastest 90 seconds recap in last week, and then we will finish up with the matchup previews. And doesn't look like great matchups this week outside nah, of the matchups are really ugly. They're a little rough, but you know, we've had some upsets, and maybe we'll have some more this week. But let's jump into some trades. Sound good? Yes, sir. Let's go. All right, so the first trade we have involved Kevin and Steve, and this was a fun trade. Uh, Kevin sent Mr. Kenny Galladay a 2024 third-round draft pick that I believe is Sam's, and Steve sent Harrison Bryant, tight end for the Cleveland Browns. What are your thoughts on this one, Dan? Uh, I mean, Njoku's out two to five weeks. I mean, that's just kind of where we're at here. Mm -hmm. So... I get the play for Harrison Bryant. Cleveland has really kind of utilized the tight end. Um, and Joku has been nothing shy of spectacular for most of the season. Uh, tight end four in a PPR format. Harrison Bryant might pick up part of that. Um, yep. But Kenny Galli is a fucking dumpster fire. And, yeah, I mean, Kenny yeah. Galli can be like dropped, right? A hundred percent, yes. Yeah, so it's yes. basically the third for Harrison Bryant. Uh, I mean, high ankle sprains can linger, so who knows? Maybe Njoku doesn't come back this year, or he's never himself. But this 
kind of seems a little steep for Harrison Bryant. I don't know. A, th- a third. I mean, granted, it's not next year. It's the year after. But yep, we all know how important in our league third round picks are, depending on where that pick is. Mm-hmm. We see a couple weeks of preseason. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it was a steep pay for Harrison Bryant personally as well. Yeah, so I, I like it for Steve. Makes complete sense as a rebuilder, and um, for Kevin, nah. All right, moving on to another trade um, involving some players. Um, Nick sent it's involved Nick Ruth and Adam, and Nick sent Don or Nick received Dante Pettis, a twenty twenty five second round draft pick that is Adams, and two dollars in Fab dollars. And Adam received Dante Foreman, running back for the Carolina Panthers, and a 2024 third-round draft pick that is Adams in return. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Dan? So this is basic. I, I mean, Pettis is going to be Pettis. He had one good week. It's going to be what it is. This is a plane on the hot iron that is Devonta Foreman in a situation that will carry him just through this year, potentially, mm-hmm. just potentially. Um, we still have to buy for Foreman. So there is going to be a week where Adam is not going to have him, but this is trying to cover up his lack of running back depth of startability. I don't know if I buy the fact that he was a 15.5 um, point performer. Yes. Tampa Bay has a good run defense. Tampa Bay's defense has been good, but I'm not sure I buy the hype that is down to Foreman. So yeah, it seems like for, for, for get- Nick, this is great though. Yeah, no, absolutely for Nick. I really like it. I mean, I like Dante Foreman. I think he was intriguing, but like he didn't really get most of these points till Hubbard went Garbage out. Time, yep. And by all accounts, like Hubbard was fine to play. So, you know, you wonder if this is this expectation is or we can expect this going forward. I don't know. I'm kind of with you. It's I don't know. I, I don't feel confident in trusting Foreman going forward. And if you factor in that, I mean, paying a second, like even getting the third back, I'm not sure. I mean, we've basically, I basically have set the standard that if you want to buy a running back, typically a second round pick is where you have to be at. So I, yeah, that's on me. And kudos to Nick for taking advantage of that fact. But that's also a 2025 draft pick. Like we're, th- we're th- three drafts yeah. out from this being relevant. And Deonta Foreman will not be relevant by the time that draft comes. No, but at the end of the day, these are all Adam's picks. Like, he doesn't really have a lot of draft ammo. So, I mean, you know, when you're buying this on, like, a credit card method or whatever you want to call it, like, with so far out, like, terms you don't have to worry about, like, you also only have so many draft picks. And you're just buying, like, these backup guys. Like, you know, you're right. Like, Dante Foreman isn't going to have staying power. So, I don't know. I I don't love it for Adam just because I think that there's a chance he won't – I don't know. Like you can't really, you might not be able to count on him. Like this could be, you know, a Jeff Wilson situation where he's relevant for a couple of weeks and then the value just disintegrates. I don't know. You're not wrong. So, um, but yeah, good for Nick. I mean, capitalizing on a backup running back um, and getting a second rounder, um, you know, even at a cost of a third, that's a no brainer um, for, I mean, all rebuilding teams. I mean, really all teams, like if you're going to have someone on your bench that isn't like a stud because you're deep, a young player because you're waiting for them to turn out like just have all the running backs you can possibly have have there eventually injuries happen trades happen whatever and chances are their value will balloon and you can capitalize and get you know maybe a second round pick or something in return for them so kudos to nick for this one yes sir 
All right, so let's do some team preview or some team kind of like matchup or wow, team recaps and talk about like where things are sitting right now, how kind of maybe the rest of the season is looking for them, depending on if they're rebuilding, if they're trying to contend or whatever they're trying to do and just kind of go through maybe the positives and negatives and how they're sitting right now. Um, we're going to start in reverse and go through, um, you know, starting at the bottom, which is Steve's team. And I mean, Dan, do you anything stick out to you right to start? Yeah, 12 draft picks in next year's draft. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that sticks out. Um, <laughs> this is the three first, three seconds. Four seconds. Three, oh, I'm sorry, four seconds, three thirds and two fourths. There's easily 12 droppable people on this fucking roster. Yes. I mean, and this is kudos to Steve for fucking sending it. Um, but this is all going to be about where your draft picks are in the first and second rounds. Uh, how does the third round match up with players that are still left? But the the first round draft picks and an exciting class coming up is going to be what matters. He's obviously going to be picking one one. Like if it just, was, if you were Steve's team, he has holes everywhere. Everywhere. Who do you go? B. John or the quarterback? Whoever quarterback think, one is. And your QB. I don't, like. I think that's just the, okay. the safe bet. I. Running backs, if Nick were on here, I think Nick would agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, quarterback or running backs are a dime a dozen. Some guys, some backfields run, you know, a two headed monster, a 60, 40, 75, 25 split. I, the QB has staying power. And maybe if you're a couple years out from rebuilding, the running back is maybe the option because you don't put as many points. You have options to still tank for better draft picks. But I think the QB has better staying power. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I think if it's me, I think, you know, maybe if you're Steve, you trade the pick. Because I think there's a strong chance that before B. John Robinson even plays a game in the NFL, he's going to be the valued as the number one running back in Dynasty. Which is crazy. But when you look at the position and you look at, like, just some of the older running backs, some of the injuries that we've seen, it's not as far-fetched as it might sound. So, I mean, I don't know if you can pass up that. And when you're Steve and you have all those holes... Maybe you sell it for three first, two first, and like a lot, like a real nice piece. Um, you know, there's going to be some people that I think could be very intrigued by that proposition. So. I think the other thing we need to remember is this is a very interesting free agent class for running backs as well. Yep. Big so there's a lot of moving parts that are really going to dictate where this first potential second, third round draft pick before we get to meet four, like figures life out. Big time. Um, real quick before we move on with Steve's team, um, you know, we've seen some exciting rookies this year and Steve has a few of them, but like they're kind of, they haven't maybe lived up to expectations. He had three first round draft picks and those rookies are James Cook, Sky Moore, and Johan, Johan Dotson. Yep. Um, how, how are you feeling about those three? Sky Moore is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Like he, he is a, he is a special teams liability he's shown us. He has had multiple weeks where he's fumbled the ball on a punt return. Mm-hmm. I, Sky, the fact that where Sky Moore was drafted makes me very nauseous. Um, I think the highlight piece is Johan Dotson. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he's missed the last couple of weeks, a lot of injury pieces. Hammies are tough to come back with, but I really like what Johan Dotson has brought to the commanders. Um, he's a good facilitating piece. He's not going to blow your lineup up each week, but he's going to float between anywhere between – on average, probably seven to 12 points per week. And that includes the weeks where he goes for 
18 and Luis goes for three. So I, I think Dotson, once they figure their quarterback situation out, is going to be good. But that's where I sit with at least two of the three for him. Because okay. we all know fucking Velius Jones can suck a fat one. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's move on to, um, at least as of right now, it might not last much longer, but if the draft happened today, Chris Hambrick would have the second pick in this draft. Um, how are you feeling about Chris's team? All right, so, I mean, you have Jamar Chase. That is a focal point to build around. Um, I mean, that like that's that's the highlight of this entire roster. Absolutely. Jimmy Garoppolo is in a good situation. Uh, Damian Pierce is, I, I mean, we've had conversations around Pierce. He's QB, or I'm uh, sorry, RB13 PPR format. Mm-hmm. Does he have staying power, though? It continues to be the question. Outside of that, Couple decent tight end pieces. Tunyon, Dawson Knox is getting some looks. I don't think Davis Mills has staying power. I think Houston's going to eventually move on from that. I'm scrolling down. Hollywood Brown, IR. Traylon Burks, IR. Tooney, questionable. But we have three first-round draft picks. This team potentially has a two- to three-year, depending on the draft, window where we could see something happened. And I think the encouraging piece is what you're seeing out of Tyler Algier. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Patterson's gone down and he's sharing some time, but he looks good. It, I mean, and I say good with a, you know, he's good rookie status. Yeah, it's correct. Yeah. RB 50, but there's no other options. Caleb Huntley is not the option. Avery Wilson Williams is not the option. He's the guy that has to be the bell cow for this back and or for this backfield. And I think he has the power to do it. Yeah. So that's kind of where that's where I sit. Yeah. I think uh, one thing. I think you said three first round draft picks. He actually has four. Oh, sorry. Um, And you didn't mention third drink right now. So no, no worries. I'm your your spell check or your spell check right now. Um, One guy you didn't mention, Juju Smith Schuster. Um, back-to-back weeks of over 22 points. Um, he's 25 years old. He's in this Kansas City Chiefs offense that we assumed Sky Moore was going to come in and flourish. Hasn't. I mean, is Juju a guy that, you know, long-term, like this should stay on Chris's team? Should he be trying to explore to move him? Uh, what does his contract look like? Do we know? I believe, it's a, one, I believe it's a one-year deal. He buys this week. He's going to sit on Chris's roster here. He's definitely movable, 100% movable. I don't think he's going to get the pie-in-the-sky payment for him yep. just because it is a one-year deal. If this was a multiple-year deal with Kansas City, oh, this is a huge deal. I don't see, depending on his landing situation after this year, could be a little rough, but, I, I mean, it's he's probably worth for a contender to take a run at, yes, 100%. So you want to hear a fun stat before we move on to Chris's Let's team? go on a fun stat, yes. So, do you want to guess where Chris is in the standings for the last four weeks in our league? Probably, like, what, top four? Yeah, he's tied for fourth. Adam and Sam are 8-0. Stefan is 7-1. and one. And tied for fourth is Kevin and Chris at 5-3. and three. <clears throat> Chris must have had a very favorable matchup. Well, I mean, and the funny thing is, like, just to, like, back it up, for points yeah. scored... He's six in points scored. So it's not like he's having he's like top a, half. 
Yeah, it's not like he's had like a fluke, you know. Yeah, like there's maybe some favorableness in the schedule, but uh, kudos to Chris. Um, it's, you know, he's producing and he's, as of today, would be picking second, but you wonder if that's going to be the case come uh, May when the rookie draft kicks off. I don't, something tells me that might not be the case. I would probably agree with that. All right, let's move on to the, again, the draft list today. Picking third would be Mr. Nick Ruth. How are you feeling about his team right now? Um, so it's interesting. So Kenneth Walker has looked nothing shy of spectacular in the games we've seen him. Yep. And it's been pretty fucking good. So I'm big fan there. Trevor Lawrence has been, Nick's going to say he's been nothing less from phenomenal. He's been inconsistent. Correct. I think that's, that's the, yeah, wavery, I think was what I was going to use. But yeah, it's been there. Uh, London and Olave spectacular Garrett Wilson non quite existent in that Jets offense but Zach Wilson has been absolute dog shit but he's got Herbert he's got I mean he's got some good pieces to build around as you get deeper into his bench it's really shitty Cole Komet has been nothing shy of a dumpster fire yeah um which the Bears fans feel that question yeah, go ahead. And you know I'm going to like bring it back. Who would you rather have, Cole Komet or Noah Fant? Fuck you. Um, I, <laughs> I definitely I definitely want Noah Fant. I, I agree, but continue on. Yeah, so Foster Moreau had a good week. I mean, granted it was 7.3 points, but for Foster Moreau, it's good. Tyler for, Conklin's for been consistent. Um, there's some Alex Pierce. Alec, Alex, sorry, not Alex. Alec Pierce had one good week, but they're moving on from Matt Ryan. Yeah. Sam Ellinger gets some pieces to it. Um, Nico Collins has been banged up. So Nick has a lot of young pieces that we can question around. But, I mean, when you have a core of Olave, London, Walker, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, that's a very good building blocks to come around. That's a – Chris Godwin, I think you should include in that. Yeah, Godwin, um, this Otten kid, which is – Kate Otten. Yeah, rookie out of Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Yep, out of Washington. Uh, has been filling in very nicely. There's some very inter- interesting pieces on this roster. Yeah. When we look at, you know, you compare like Nick's team to Steve's team, you know, this is a, like a legit like full lineup. Like it's not going to be consistent. It's not going to always dominate. But like you can see that, you know, Nick's adding three first round picks and four second round picks in next year's draft. Um, whether he makes all those picks, whether he trades for guys. I mean, we talk about, potentially Steve moving on. If Nick wants to trade up and get B. John Robinson, Nick's going to be a perfect, you know, yeah. guy for Steve to reach out to, to potentially do that. Um, or maybe Nick goes a different direction, but I think Nick is definitely primed to, you know, he might not make the playoffs next year, but he's definitely primed to go in with the expectations that he's competing now. So um, at least as of today, you know, in today's NFL world, Kenneth Walker is probably destined to, Terrace ACL and or something crazy because it just seems like any young running back that explodes does it. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, that's we never wish injuries upon anybody, and that's the but in the fantasy world that exists. Yep. Um, but no, it is what it is. But yeah, no, Nick's team is definitely you know coming along nicely. I think. All right. All right. Moving, moving on. on. And and just before we move on, Nick's I think another team. You know, is he actually going to be picking third? When May rolls around, I don't know. 
Um, him and Chris's team, I think maybe we could see fall down compared to maybe the next two teams we'll talk about. Which brings us to your team, picking at number four as of today. Um, you know, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. How are you feeling about your team? I have Josh Allen. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's my team is an enigma, and I yep. fucking hate it, and it sucks, and it's fucking just absolutely dumpster fire. Cam Akers, I don't know what to do with that. That yeah. was a trade piece I acquired. It's it's faltered out. It's not great. Okay, it is what it is. So, I mean, quarterback situation, Mac Jones is – he's going to start next week. Zappies look decent. I, I'm How praying. concerned are you about Zappy? I, uh, I'm, I'm 50-50 at the current moment, and that's really scary to think. For a fourth-round rookie, yeah, I agree. That is a little bit scary because, man. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, so – but I have Antonio Gibson. Mm-hmm. Concerning as well. Yeah. Um, Madison has the ability to start on a team. Akers has the ability to start on a team. Brees Hall going out for the year really sucks. Ingram's gonna be, I hope, again, we never hope this. Kamara, he plays on a Kamara injury. Gonna be what it is. Pittman, fuck you, Matt Ryan. Chase Claypool, fuck you, Mitchell Trubisky. Like there was I had I was in such a good spot with where I was at previous years. This year is a dumpster fire. Yeah, a lot of guys were in positions that we thought maybe could take a step or we were yeah. unsure, and it could go either way. And it seems like every 50-50, you know, it seems like I unfortunately lost. you lost. Yeah. You know, outside of like maybe Hayden Hurst, it just hasn't been a very kind year for some of the 50-50 guys on your team, which is, you know, it's shitty if it's fantasy football, though, I guess. Correct. And so, I mean, like rebuilding-wise, all right, so I have a first next year's draft as well as a third. So not ideally in the situation to rebuild. Um, but I have pieces that I think can be minus the injuries, minus the additional bullshit that I think are good to be around. Um, I still really like Pittman Claypool with his pieces on the trade deadline could end up in a very favorable spot. Um, I think is an interesting, interesting piece. So I think if depending on where Claypool moves, will dictate where I move. In, re- in regards to rebuild and recondition. Yep. Uh, I'm excited with Wandale Robinson. Yeah. Backed by weeks over 10 points. So I, I drafted okay there. But I have Gerald Everett. But I think there's a lot of interesting pieces, especially Alexander Madison out of contract at the end of this year. Who knows what's going to happen with Cam Akers. Um, Jordan Love, fucking, that was a bad tra- That was a bad piece of that trade, but whatever. Um, I mean, I think, know, so the interesting cheers, question yeah. You know, your team, I think, you know, fair to say, on paper, maybe not as strong as, like, Chris's and Nick Ruth's team. Um, But, like, they have young squads, so, like, there can be, you know, a wave of inconsistency that they deal with. Is there any merit or maybe justification from your perspective to maybe try to shave points and, you know, go from having maybe the fourth pick in this draft to maybe solidifying yourself the second pick? Because no one's catching up to Steve. Steve is locked and loaded at the 1.1. But the second pick, I think, is up for grab for a few teams. And that becomes a question. It's what do I want to sacrifice from a potential points perspective yeah. versus a core to build around? And, I mean, when I think about the fact, I it's really, really hard to move on from a guy like Josh Allen. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. But, I mean, at the same time, you know, Gus Edwards. Yes. You know, who knows with J.K. Dobbins? You know, it's, he's supposed to come back in four to six weeks, but this could be a loss year. And, you know, Gus Edwards, his first game back, he got a lot of usage, had yep. a very solid game. You know, he could, I mean, at the very least, he's giving you a second round draft pick, 
maybe potentially more. I mean, maybe he's a guy that, you know, if you want to shave points, could make sense to move. Yeah, I think I think if I got a package for Edwards and Hayden Hurst okay. for a decent first-round draft pick, maybe if we're feeling entertaining, a Michael Gallup okay. wouldn't be a bad way to go. Gallup obviously is a question mark. You put up a fucking brick egg goose egg last last week on yeah. two fucking targets it's but i mean that was the, it, that it, was a it, disappointment for all the cowboys i think every every cow, outside of dalton schultz i think that was a disappointment in general yeah. but yeah i mean it's there's a couple pieces that i could move on from but it's what do i get in return is the big question these contenders some of the big guys as we'll get to later on in, in this podcast they don't have a lot of shit to give the younger teams yep they don't yes. and it's it's a real disadvantage because it's do you sacrifice and take what you can get? Or do you sit down and hold and say, nah, fuck you, dude, like pay up or go broke? Yeah, it is an interesting question. Or, you know, do you just, are you, do you accept like a 2025 pick? You know, mm-hmm. can you willingly wait for that? It's it's definitely a fair um, point and a dilemma that I think a lot of teams are dealing with. Um, all right, let's move on to the fifth team. And as of today, uh, it would be Armand picking um, fifth overall. Um, how you feel? Well, Armand doesn't have his pick, but Armand's team would be fifth overall. How are you feeling about his team? All right. So I'm going to go through Armand's team and then I'm going to turn it over to you as a really quick run, take a piss. Cause yep. through three drinks, life is going to be good. But mm-hmm. I think Dak is the piece we talk about. And it's Dak and Tua. Let's just incorporate them. Both quarterbacks that have been through injuries, been through some hardships, yep. had some challenges. I'm still really excited with what I have going on. Yeah, hard to argue with that. Daniel Jones is my backup. He's not, he, he's, this is his last year in New York, and he's looked pretty decent to start. So nobody really knows what's going to happen with him. But Harrison Stevenson's, Harris, all right, piece it together. Harrison Stevenson have looked pretty decent. And then Just to confirm, Najee Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. I thought you were inventing a new player. No, nope. we're good for a second. Yeah, okay. thank you. Dobbins obviously on IR. Yep. So a couple pieces there. So running back pieces not bad if Stevenson can win the job. McLaren and Sutton, awesome. Duvernay has looked very good this season. Corey Davis injured. Same Watkins dumpster fire. Calvin Ridley doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Nikhil, why do you still roster Nikhil Harry? Please fucking get rid of that fuck. There Dear was some Christ. anger. In that no, point. yeah, there's the anger worst fucking that. first round draft pick in the entire world. Yeah, I traded that is like drafting Jackson for him. That that, was who, fun. who got drafted before Jordan? It's uh, Sam Bowie. Don yes, Wilkins. that is the Sam Bowie of the fucking NFL. Yeah, absolute shit show. Um, Gasecki is an oversized wide receiver playing the tight end spot, yeah. but it's been effective. It's been very effective. Um, you have to hope that Zach Moss maybe pieces in a little bit, but I don't think it's good. Jalen Rieger has been less than ideal. Marcus Callaway, no, and Joku has the injury. Um, we don't have first or second round draft picks, so we have to bank on the talent that we have. Um, I feel. I didn't fuck Taysom Hill, too. I'm just going to fucking put that out there. But we all know that. So I'm going to finish with this last sentence, and then I'm going to fucking really quickly run and take a pisser. Yep. Um, And we're going to go from there. I like some of the base points of this. I think there's some good 
building points in this offense that we can get around. I think it starts with Tua. Daniel Jones is the question mark. Um, there's some pieces here. I don't like a lot of them. Najee Harris is interesting. Dak I like. Sutton is not is going to suffer in Denver because they're going to move on from Jerry Judy and not Cortland Sutton because nobody's going to pay that price. But if Stevenson's going to be the guy, if Gusecki can get the workload that he has, if Duvernay's going to be the new guy in Baltimore, it's not too shabby, and I like Tua. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at um, Armand's team, the the roster, I mean, I, I've said it a few podcasts, it's not bad. You know, the biggest issue is kind of that last flex spot or two. Um, but, you know, as his team's getting healthy, the crappy thing is his record is 2-12. and 12. And it's really hard to envision Armand just clawing out of that at this point. You know, to get to the playoffs, he's probably you know, at the very least has to like flip that and go 12 and two. And that's just to get to 500. You know, you might have to run the table and go 14 to zero. And I'm not sure if any team is going to go 14 to zero at this point in the league. So I think for Armand's squad, it's just, you know, it is a lost year. And I think the question you got to ask yourself is, you know, you're not getting a first round pick next year. You're not getting a second round pick next year. In fact, when you look into 2024, if you're not getting a first round pick in 2024, you do have a second round pick. But there's not a lot of draft ammo to increase this team. So the question you have to ask is, all right, I'm looking ahead to 2023. I'm not going to get draft, you know, incoming draft assets to help my squad. You know, is Kelvin Ridley enough and a healthy J.K. Dobbins to put me over the top? Maybe. Maybe it is. But, I mean, I think, you know, maybe if you're Armani, you look at a smart kind of rebuild. You know, do you sell? You know, if someone will pay like a Najee Harris or, you know, any of his running backs, Najee Harris, Ramon J. Stevenson, you know, maybe a Terry McLaren. Maybe you pivot off those guys. You try to get younger. You try to get draft picks to help you. Um, and you, you know, maybe concede next year, but aim for maybe 2024. I don't know. Um, but I think, you know, we've kind of seen Armand um, put duct tape over holes and it just hasn't panned out. Um, so. Um, I think he's at a crossroads and needs to really pick kind of the direction of his team. And, you know, we'll see as with the trade deadline looming in about a month, about six weeks, um, what direction he goes. Great insight. Yes. Um, all right, let's move on. And uh, this is going to be my team. Um, if the draft was today, I would be picking six. And I mean, I guess I'll start off with the honors for that. Um, I mean, Team's been, you know, I'm seven and seven on the year. I'm not by any means out of it. I'm a game out of the playoffs, two games out of, you know, second place. I, you know, my team's a little bit at a crossroad too. Um, everyone's had disappointments. Everyone's had injuries. So really can't use that excuse. But I, you know, in my heart of hearts, I do think positive regression is coming my way with some things. Um, I still feel optimistic about the players that I have. I think, you know, Deshaun Watson kind of looms as like an X factor for my team, um, just potentially maybe getting a quarterback upgrade, you know, if Russell Wilson doesn't turn things around, but also potentially really helping a guy like Amari Cooper, who's already been solid, but I think has a chance to really take a step forward. So um, I've been intrigued with some of my younger guys, my picks this year, um, you know, didn't have a lot of draft ammo, but I think George Pickens and Greg Dulcich um, have potential long-term to be real solid fantasy pieces. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've been kind of disappointed with Russell Wilson, Allen Robinson, Elijah Moore, um, 
not necessarily bailing on those guys, but it's, you know, it's been a frustrating start. So um, question is, you know, what do I do with the trade deadline? You know, am I looking to try to contend? Am I looking to kind of rebuild? And, you know, the answer is, I don't know. Um, I'm kicking the tires at options, um, you know, whether to rebuild, whether to contend. And there's nothing that I really like to point me in that direction. Um, I'll probably keep doing it. I probably will make a move. But I could not tell you what that move's going to be um, because it's just it hasn't material materialized and nothing that I really like at this point. So um, I'm you know kind of just treading water at this point, um, and we'll see if an opportunity presents itself on a direction I want to go. And if not, I, I do think my team's going to turn a corner, and I also think some of the teams above me, I'm not sure on them going forward. So I think I'm in a okay spot to make the playoffs. Yeah, so I think the thing to look at with you is is number one your matchup pieces right now. So yeah. Jerry has the between you you Zane and Jerry, mm-hmm. Jerry's the least amount of points scored for himself. Zane has the most. When we look at the points scored against you, you have the most compared to Jerry having the least. Yeah. So you're very much I think in a very large holding pattern to the yeah. next couple of weeks because are we trade down the what's our trade deadline? What week? It's so it's the trade deadline is basically the start of week 14. Um, I okay. can't set the date, but just a reminder, I, I'm sending it in chat. It's going to be December 8th, which is a Thursday of the week 14 game at 11 a.m. Central Time when our waivers run. Um, so that's you know, whatever it is, um, yeah. it's however many weeks from now. Um, okay, six, excuse me, six weeks, six weeks. So I think that's your time frame. I don't think we have anything drastic to do ahead of this six-week time frame. We play the best players available. Mm-hmm. We hope that our health stays there. We try to figure out what's going to happen with Jerry Judy at the trade deadline. Yeah. Does he go to a more favorable spot? What the fuck is Russell Wilson doing? Is it TikToks or playing football? Yeah. Does Deshaun Watson come out of his fucking hellhole and not stop asking for reach rounds? <laughs> um, yep. But you're, but you're right. I mean, this you've got a couple very – you're a very tight end heavy strong team. Yes. Andrews, Waller, and then Dolchik has been spectacular. And you can piece together a broken up Dalvin Cook. You've got or Kyler Murray. You have a dominant T. Higgins. Can you get pieces from Amari Cooper, Raheem Mostert? Uh, who knows what's going to happen with Bailey Zappi? Zeke coming off of there. I mean, you have a lot of intriguing pieces and i think that that what you're going to do over the next four to five weeks is going to dictate what you're going to be seeing from the future of your team and it's it's i think you if anybody is more on the fence than anybody else yeah it's hard to argue with it i still also have my first round draft pick too which is nice and not um you know don't have to feel you know have the sunk cost fallacy and feel obligated to go all in um so if i wanted to pivot maybe to a rebuild or go all in and say fuck it i can do that um but yeah i'm very much just treading water at this point i don't see nothing's come my way to justify going either direction so not gonna you're force not, it yep you're not the only team treading water though yes very much so it's um you know this season's been very interesting in terms of i mean i just said it but everyone's dealing with injuries everyone's dealing with under or disappointments and i think in a weird way because of that you know, we don't, we aren't really seeing like a truly dominant team. Like we thought like Stefan's team was that, 
And Stefan's team's still good. Like, don't let me sell him short. But we've seen, like, serious kind of regression in his points scored. We've seen Austin, Kevin, and Sam really kind of come back up and make this, you know, tier one that we thought Stefan's team was, was all of a sudden look like it's, you know, four teams. And, you know, Zane's squad, you know, we can't really rule out him as well. Um, and then, you know, obviously we have Zane and, or excuse me, Jerry and myself. So, I mean, I think it's just, it's really open and there's no, no one feels, I think, probably great about their team right now. Um, and because of that, I think it's, um, I don't know, it's interesting. It is. All right, let's move on to, again, this would be the seventh pick of the draft done if the draft was today. Um, so this, we get to playoff teams. And as of today, believe it or not, it would be Kevin's team. Uh, when you look at the standings, we're just going by and then the tiebreaker being points scored. So Kevin will be up. How are you feeling about Kevin's team? Dan? Brady's been shitty. Yeah. I think, like, I think it's, that's 100% where we start. Brady's been shitty. Yep. Uh, you upgrade with the, with the Brees Hall injury to Michael Carter. Um, Derek Carr has been less than spectacular. Tannehill Mariota. I mean, he's got four starting quarterbacks, but you just you hear the all four of those names, and you just like eh. <laughs> you don't feel confident. No, you don't. It's I really mean Derek bad. Carr probably the most, but yes. after that, yeah. All right, you got Derek Henry. Fan freaking tastic. Um but for Kevin, it's a rough spot. He's got he's got to contend. He's not gonna he's not gonna bail out of the playoffs. It is yeah. what it is. You've got Travis Kelsey, fantastic. There's just some very feeling great. Adams, great. Singletary, eh, depends. He's looked good this year, though. Barkley has been good. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think been is the way to fantastic. say it. Yeah. I have a lot of question marks for depth pieces. Robert Woods in Tennessee is not one of the answers. Zay Jones in Jacksonville cannot be consistent it's it's logan thomas question mark hunter henry who knows no first round draft kevin doesn't have, kevin has three draft picks in the next three years so yep. kevin has to win with what the talent he has or he needs to sell hard to contenders to try and see what scraps he can pick up from people that have feasted on them already or buff a middle tier team that has some draft picks that may or may not get there. Um, but I, Kevin's a very interesting team. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at Kevin's squad, like, I, I don't think there's any way. Like, he, Kevin's 100% contending. After the Brady or the Brady-Stafford trade, after the Barkley trade, like, the, the only way this isn't happening is if his team, like, dies or he has, like, seven ACL tears. You know, even down, you know, Mike Williams for a couple weeks, um, this team is still well on its way to being a contender. Um, I think at this point, the question is, it's probably not a when, not an if, but when Kevin trades the second round draft pick in 2023. It is Stefan, so it is late. But I think, you know, I'm with you. Do you does he maybe upgrade a bench piece? Does he maybe try to get um, a better, you know, flex option? Um, I think that's maybe the only question to ask. Um, you know, when you look at some of the other teams that we talked about, you know, on the the bottom outside of the playoffs, I think there are guys that could potentially be available that could help. And I think Kevin has the pieces still to still get like a pretty decent upgrade, whether it's at wide receiver or even running back. So um, I'm I don't think Kevin's done wheeling and dealing, 
Um, but I mean, the scary thing is, is just how this roster looks. And, you know, if he wins a championship, nothing else matters. But if he doesn't, you know, things could be in a rough spot next year. Agreed. All right, moving on. And at number um, this would be eight. eight, we have Zane. How are we feeling about Zane's squad as of today? Aaron Rodgers is an enigma this year. I mean, you're just seeing so many big things from Rodgers. And QB 23, or QB 17, 23 overall. Uh, do we see the end of the Aaron Rodgers era? And is this because the talent around him? Or is it because Rodgers has officially turned the corner? What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's... I'm going to assume it's mostly the talent around him. I'm going to give Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt. Is Aaron Rodgers maybe slightly worse than before? Of course. You know, he's getting older. I think that's natural. But, I mean, can you – I mean, his run, his wide receivers, I mean, I'm not going to, like, 100% give them, like, all the blame. But, like, it's it's rough. Um, I mean, yep. and I think the coaching staff has been a little bit inconsistent with some of the usage of their players. I mean, Aaron Jones, how they utilize him has been frustrating um, at times. And – yeah, I mean, but the thing is, can they turn it around? They've been in rumors for a lot of traded, you know, potential trade targets. You know, do they pull a trigger on a Chase Claypool, a Jerry Judy, you know, whoever that is? Um, I don't know. Or do they, you know, just stand pat? But I mean, I think this team needs a spark. And I don't know if they have someone on the roster that's capable of doing it. So, you know, maybe it's an Odell Beckham Jr. finally. I don't know but I think they need to do something. So I'm very curious to watch that team for the next week. And I agree. And I think outside of, so if Rogers doesn't have anything, he's got Lamar Jackson, who is arguably one of the top two considered MV, maybe three MVP candidates of this year. So Lamar has been spectacular. Jonathan Taylor has been great. Miles Sanders is, I think found, I think somebody finally figured out in Philadelphia that we should probably play Miles Sanders (laughs) a little bit more often than we shouldn't, which is encouraging. Um, Hopkins came back, looked great. Evans oh, dropped a fucking 13-point ball. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill's been spectacular. Tony Pollard's found a role in the offense. CEH benched. Odell, nobody knows. Um it's I mean, his bench is brutal. It's really? not great. I, I, I mean, so Baker doesn't start. He doesn't have another QB outside of the two guys he's starting. He doesn't have a QB, but like, I mean, come. I think you're Herbert. Son. Herbert's been Herbert's been a spectacular piece to it. Russell Gage has been interesting, but he's out this coming week. There, yep. I don't. See, uh, Gabe Davis. Okay, yep. I miss Gabe Davis. So, That's on me. I mean, Evan, yeah. I don't see Evan Ingram being that big of a piece, though. David Montgomery, Clyde edwards helaire Khalil Herbert, Herbert, Odell Beckham Jr., um, Gabe Davis. I mean, I think you can think whatever you want with Evan Ingram, but at the end of the day, he's tight end 14 on the air, um, which isn't spectacular, but I think you could do a lot worse at the tight end position. Um, and again, this is back up after, you know, Dallas Goddard. I mean, I think, you know, there's the biggest issue with Zane's team is, you know, Aaron Rodgers and that quarterback. But I think depth, that's low on my priority of concerns, to be honest. I just, I, I don't see a lot of additional depth and okay. I, it could be me. It no, it's well. fair. I mean, I think they're, you know, 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Gabe Davis, I mean, they're good players, but they're also, you know, very boom or bust. And, you know, potentially if they go cold, like that could definitely, you know, hurt a Zane when he needs them most, maybe as, you know, injury or bye week fill-ins. And I think I think his QB situation, it might be the biggest concern with what Zane might have to deal with in the next couple of years too. Yeah. So third and fourth and 23, all picks in 24, all picks in 25. But if Rodgers doesn't get the pieces he needs, if Rodgers retires, Zane goes from a contender to a pretender in less than a second. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I think if, and, you know, we've heard like rumors of late and it seems like they're picking up maybe just as a convenient excuse for his struggles. But if Rodgers does retire, I mean, that is... You know, poor Zane. I mean, it, you know, he's a thirty. He would be a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback. But you know, Andrew Luck suddenly retires. You know, before we play a game in this yep. league. You know, Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's just Lamar Jackson, and you know, Baker's not getting another shot again. So that's rough. Um, you know, for his sake. You know, maybe that means you potentially try to get another piece. You know, but I don't even know like an upgrade like that you would want to get on this roster. Um, maybe. RB2, you know, solidify something with Jonathan Taylor. But, I mean, I think Zane's in a fine spot, you know, for a contending perspective this year. Um, yeah, he'd like to get a better quarterback, you know, maybe. But this is a rough year. Not everyone has, like, multiple quarterbacks that they're feeling great about, like we've usually seen with scoring just being down across the board. Correct. All right, let's move on to the ninth pick uh, team. And as of today... That would be Mr. Jerry Weber. Dan, how are you feeling about this squad right now? I This quarterback situation outside of J- Jalen Hurts has been pretty spectacular. And I will. Big time. That would, I, I, I'll eat crow on this. <laughs> I had my once piece. Like I had this. Very positive. Very, yeah. very positive. Zach Wilson, on the other hand. Has not been great, and do you, yeah. I, so I'll ask you: Do you, do you have question marks around what Zach Wilson can bring to the exciting New York Jets? I mean, how could you not? I mean, this team, like you know, Brees Hall was carrying them since Zach Wilson came back. Um, prior to that, I mean, Joe Flacco was still getting it done passing the ball. Um, I mean, I, you know, I think we just assume quarterbacks are going to come in and be awesome. And that's probably an unrealistic expectation to have. I mean, at the end of the day, how many games has Zach Wilson played so far? He's played 17 games, you know, so one like current like NFL season. Um, So it's still early, but I mean, you have to be concerned because this team, the Jets have a lot of weapons, you know, even with Hall going down, they've got multiple wide receivers, you know, they traded for James Robinson. Um, I, I, I think you got to be seriously concerned about him, but not enough to like get rash with any decisions. Yeah. And I think the big piece right now for Jerry is the injury concerns. Waddle questionable DK going to miss time. Renfro yep. been on the injured piece. Aramon St. Brown concussion. Darnold benched. Uh, Daryl Henderson questionable. Michael Thomas questionable. Noah Brown got flipped the fuck over questionable. Um, Christian Watson didn't suit up. Pret Freermouth, questionable. Holy fucking hell on the injury piece to it. Jerry has some very good pieces. Yeah. But Jerry is on the fucking ends of a red taped blue medical tent being pulled over a, over a player 
question mark. Um, I think Jerry's big piece is where do we stand on Kyle Pitts? I think that's my first piece. Is Kyle Pitts like where do we stand? Where do you stand on Pitts? Where go? Where do you stand on Pitts? Yeah, so I mean Kyle Pitts, like I think it's a very, very tough question to answer because let's just talk about what we've seen so far. We saw yep. him have the greatest rookie season of all time from a tight end Christ. after being the highest drafted tight end of all time, after being like one of the most hyped tight ends of all time. And then he follows it up with this, you know, serious disappointment. But at the same time, too, everyone on this Falcons team is struggling. So, I mean, this is like a tough balancing act. Like, is is Pitts part of the problem? And this is why they're struggling, or is he maybe part of the solution? And this is out of his control. He's um, the solution with Mariota being the problem. That's my I'm, opinion on that. I'm inclined to agree with that as well. But I mean, for Jerry's team, you know, like you, you know, when you look at this roster, you know, we knew like the quarterbacks were young. You know, we knew that there was a running back hole. You know, going into the season, Kyle Pitts was probably the last of your concern, and the fact that Kyle Pitts is, you know, not trying to sugarcoat it but probably been like his worst like starter by far like yep. even worse than like zach wilson or kenny pickett so i mean that's just really shitty and you know i'm sure you know jerry's had like a lot of you know difficult questions and thoughts on just what to do with a player like that um and i i don't know if there is a good answer um you know you can sit on it and wait and maybe it turns around or you know it does turn around and you're happy but it's i don't know it, this season in particular it's just so hard to just assume that you know what's going to happen because anything that's logically you think should happen just doesn't go that way so i don't know i i but i do know that i would love to have kyle pitts on my team so at the same time i mean i guess maybe i'm i'm still not that concerned but i understand that it's been frustrating so the last thing i'll bring, bring up about jerry's team Isaiah Pacheco, named starter of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Eight attempts, 43 yards, 30% snap count, 4.3 points. You don't want Kansas City Chiefs running back unless you can tell me who's going to score the touchdown this week or if there's an injury. Outside of that, it's a clusterfuck between McKinnon, Clyde Erdogan, and Pacheco. It's not great, right? No, it's not. I mean... It's. I don't think any of those guys are really startable outside of buys and injuries um, on your team, unless something changes in this backfield. So he can be the starter all they want. I don't think it really matters. I agree. So yeah, and then last thing with Jerry's team, he does have a second round pick next year. Doesn't have a first round pick. He also has a third and a couple fourths, and it looks like he has all his future picks going forward in 2024 and 2025. Um, you know, Jer's a team potentially maybe we could see fading out because of the playoff spot because of some of these underperformances. So it'll be interesting to see what he does if he tries to sure things up or if maybe he tries to pivot towards a rebuild and look towards the future. Um, I think, again, this is another team kind of like mine. I think you can really go either way and justify going for it or you can justify trying to take a step back. I don't think there's a wrong answer in that approach. I would agree. All right, moving on to our next team, and that's going to be, um, as of today, Adam would be picking 10th in our draft. Um, he doesn't have a first because no chance Adam is going to have a first in this draft at this rate. Um, but, yeah, how are you feeling about Adam's team as of today? Well, he has three draft picks over the next couple of years. So this has to be a win for the future team. Yep. 
And then I get the fact where he has Tyler Hineke and Andy Dalton as his quarterbacks. Yeah. What do you think about Matt Ryan getting benched? <laughs> Matt Ryan is on – his career is done. He retires after this year. It's it's over. That's just what it is, which means this team's future with the fact that we have a third this year for me, a third and 24, which is his, and a first and 25 is not fucking good. This team is going to make or break this year and then bust because Matt Ryan will not have a job next year, period, end of story. He got benched by the Colts. Nobody's going to sign him. It's done. He traded for Deonta Foreman. Okay. Hines is your uh, – well, it's not Hines, but we have you have Patrick Mahomes. Okay. We're good. You have Austin Eckler. Great. Rashad Penny, again, is on the IR. Yep. It's – I mean, I'm scrolling through this. I hate that fucking Sleeper doesn't put this, like, quarterback, quarterback, running back, running back. I have to fucking, like, piece my shit together. Jameis Winston, who the hell knows? Yeah, you have Diggs. Yeah, you have Jefferson. Yes, you have Curtis Samuel. I mean, Diggs and Jefferson are top three wide receivers. I, I'm a big fan of Dalton Schultz with Dak Prescott. I think that's great. George Kittle has seen upticks. I'm f- full transparency. Yeah. Starting lineup with everybody not on by. Great. Oh, yeah. I mean, between Mahomes, Eckler, Eckler, yeah. Justin Diggs. Jefferson, Diggs. I mean, Diggs, that's yeah. four spectacular players at, on any given week, which is, you know, obscene. Outside of that, have you ever lit a bag of shit, a uh, bag of dog shit on somebody's front porch? <laughs> I've seen it happen. That's what the rest of this team is, though, to me. Yeah. I like, I like, I feel like, I mean, this is where I felt good coming against Adam. Like, it was. I had this. Nope, jokes on me. It's on my, it's on, like I stepped out and it's on the bottom of my shoe and I have my bigger fucking issue with this. But Adam is a little bit of, I mean, he's about to be on the other foot, so to speak. It's yeah. not great. Yeah. But I mean, I think because those studs are so studly, so good. He has yes. So many of them, like, you know, we talked about like how Adam or how Chris's team's been the last four weeks. Last four weeks, Adams team, 8-0. He's the highest-scoring team in the league by over 11 points a game. Um, he's crushing it. And, I mean, I think because he doesn't have, like, that second quarterback, you know, I, I don't – I'll make a prediction. It's not bold at all. But he's not going to have this 2025 first-round draft pick by the time the trade deadline happens. Okay. So the question is, like, what is the best – probably flex option. You know, maybe he uses the first in, like, a Dalton Schultz to upgrade, you know, somewhere, or he's the first just to get a player. I don't know. But I think, you know, he's going to add a wide receiver. He's going to add a running back. Maybe he gets an upgrade at tight end. I don't know. But I think there's going to be one more move that we see Adam make. And it's probably not going to be a quarterback, even though he would love to do it. It's just not going to happen in our league. Or I don't think it will. Um, So I'm curious what that is, because I think if you're Adam, you just, you got to go for it. You know, this this is the closest, this is the best team that he's had in our league. So I, I'm expecting another move, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out over the next six weeks. I don't disagree. All right, we get to our final two teams, and, you know, these would be our quote-unquote championship teams, you know, battling it out. And at number 11, we have uh, Sam. How are we feeling about Sam's squad? Yeah, so this is an interesting one to me. So 
obviously you love the Joe Burrow piece. Chino Smith has been spectacular. Yes, very good. Fields, eh. Lance, injury. Desmond Ritter hasn't had his chance. And I I like Ritter because I think he does have an opportunity in Atlanta. But Burrow's your dime sheet. Christian McCaffrey traded to a much better situation. Kamara's been decent. ETN, huge uptick over the last week. Massive uptick. Big time. Uh, DeAndre Swift, questionable with health. Good to go. Maybe, kind of, maybe, question mark. AJ Dillon to me, though. Sorry, I, I would scratch my eyebrow and I whack my mic. <laughs> yep. Uh, AJ Dillon has been, eh. It's, it does, I don't think AJ Dillon has a future, do you? I mean, I think he has a future just because he's a 24-year-old running back that we've seen potential from. The question is, does he get standalone you know, value like we just know going into the season? Or is he always going to be one of those players that relies on an injury to be relevant? And that I don't know the answer to. But, and that, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the question. So, A.J. Brown, great. CeeDee Lamb, great. Uh, I mean... Javante Williams going to be the question mark and coming into pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chubb Herbert, we don't know. Shepard's a dumpster fire. Robbie Anderson, okay. Isaiah McKenzie, great offense. Does he play a part? Um, Devonta Smith. Yeah, Devonta Smith is an interesting piece. I like a lot of this roster. I, I love the McCaffrey to San Francisco. I will say that right now. I love this because once he gets fully incorporated, which should be this week, they got the Rams. He goes on a bye. Time to learn the offense. He's a hundred percent the down back to this. And I hate San Francisco running backs, but I feel like this is the best possible scenario for a Christian McCaffrey outside of going to the Buffalo Bills. Hawkinson. Um, go ahead. Yep. Go. So I think I have a minority take with Christian McCaffrey. But I think his Ooh. best action was staying with the, the Carolina Panthers. I, do we really trust Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense to support Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and Mr. Debo Samuel? Like, oh, no. He's going to support think, Christian McCaffrey, period. That's the end of the story. I don't know. I think, you know, I, I think we might see, you know, Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he's going to get as many of those seven reception games that we've seen him have in the past. You know, I think what you hope to see is that the touchdowns maybe increase because he's on a better offense. But I'm actually I think there's going to be maybe a slight, slight downtick in terms of what we've seen him do in the past, just because I don't trust this offense to fully revolve everything around Christian McCaffrey. I think Shanahan's going to spread it around and utilize everyone like into their, you know, complementary amount of skills. But I don't know if he's going to be like, I, I don't know. I Sam and I have gone back on this like back past week or so and i'm definitely in the minority but i'm i'm not sold on christian mccaffrey just having a no-brainer upgrade here with uh, the 49ers okay so my question for you then is yeah with garoppolo at quarterback right now yeah is cmc's target share better or worse with trey lance or worse with trey lance. um because lance Rob, is obviously mobile it's like lance brings a different dynamic to so the office than jimmy I, g does I think it's probably worse, but I mean, I think this, you know, it goes back to like kind of the Kyle Pitts conundrum, like Kyle Pitts is getting a good target share, but the, four, but the Falcons are only passing like 20 times a game. So I think when we see Trey Lance potentially start, you know, next year, 
you know, instead of maybe passing the ball, I'm pulling this number out of the app, my ass like 32 times with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they could be passing 38 times with Trey Lance because I think they might trust him a little bit more to push the ball downfield and want to utilize his arm a bit. And if that's the case, you know, having a, a less target share could be negated by having a bigger pie as a whole to work with. Um, so, yeah, it's probably less with Trey Lance, but it might just offset each other when you have maybe more volume. Okay. I'm going to go with that. All right. Um, if, and then just real quick draft picks. Um, next year, he only has a third rounder in the mm-hmm. very deep 2023 draft class. But after that, he pretty much has all his picks. It looks like he's down a fourth rounder in 20, or excuse me, a third rounder in 2024. But he's got multiple first, um, basically all future ammo after uh, the 2023 class. Yep. All right. And that brings us then to our final team. And that is the um, defending champ. Mr. Stefan Metz, uh, he would be picking 12, or whoever has his pick would be picking 12. Um, how are you feeling about this squad? Yeah, I love this team. I mean, he was my favorite from the get-go. Like, I'll yep. just put that out there. This is what it was. I mean, it starts with Cooper Cup. Top-tier, number one wide receiver in the league. Good shit. Cousins and Stafford have been good. He picked up golf from me, which is very encouraging to solidify his QB situation. Mixon and Chubb. Been good. Very yeah. good. Kareem Hunt is his backup. Jamal Williams, depending on the DeAndre Swift injury, has been interesting, but it's not great after that. So we got to hope those guys stay healthy. Well, if you go ahead. Yep. Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones. Oh, shit. They're missed. in the flex spot. Oh, fuck. Yep. Okay. The wide receivers are great. Reason. Yeah. Fuck. I, shit. It's all done to fire. Yes. And thank you for Tito's. It's good. <laughs> Uh, Cup and Debo are, have been spectacular. And we get to the depth. Let me scroll through this while I miss things. Jarvis Landry, injury tag, Devontae Parker, question mark. Christian Kirk has been spectacular. Alan Lazard has been, I mean, doesn't have a choice. He has to be the top tier. Jacoby Myers has been pretty good. Keenan Allen's the interesting one you didn't mention. Oh, He's I been injured. Allen. Um, you know, basically this entire year. Um, played week one and then briefly played last week, and that was a bye. Um, it'll be interesting. Can he and this Chargers offense get going? Because I think if you look at Stefan's team, um, wide receiver after Cup and Debo, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, I'm kind of unknown. Like, I think Debo actually probably takes the biggest hit with Christian McCaffrey coming in, and we don't maybe see him utilized as the jack of all trades, um, master of none. Um, that we saw him like kind of dominating all these odds and end roles. I think CMC potentially um, fills the gap with some of that stuff. So maybe, maybe if there's a weak spot, it's um, wide receiver on this team after Cooper Cup. Yeah, and I think as we look forward to like what we can expect, tight end is a big concern for Stefan. We yeah, have yeah, that's probably the biggest Tyler Hickey, and that's it. Well, don't forget uh, Mr. Zach Ertz. Oh, yeah. Tommy Tremble is not the way to go life. It's not. Uh, Zach Ertz is okay. We got some depth, but it's just not good. So I think Ertz is 31. um, Higby, 29. We've got some age issues here. Pick-wise, it's not great. There's nothing next year. Last round, 24, 23. 
I still really, really like Stefan for this year. Yeah, I mean, Stefan's team, I mean, I guess if we're being honest, the weakest spot on this team is quarterbacks. You know, he has Cousins, Matthew Stafford, and Jared Goff, and Jacoby Brissett right now for the time being. Um, but after that, I mean, he's propped up, you know, everywhere else at running back, wide receiver, and even tight end um, compared to, you know, some of the other tight ends options. Higby and Ertz are pretty rock solid. But, you know, if, you know, the Stafford stuff, you know, if he continues to be disappointing, um, he is younger than Brady and Brady hasn't been doing much better. But if that kind of continues and same thing for Jared Goff after starting off extremely strong, we've seen two back to back really poor performances. You know, maybe the quarterback is a concern um, for this team potentially not winning. You know, it's in playoff situations, it just takes one game, one bad game to really, you know, sink you. And that's that's definitely the Achilles heel of this team. And, you know, just with how our league's set up, there really isn't an avenue to get young quarterbacks. The the best time to get a young quarterback or a good quarterback that can help you long term is in the rookie draft. And that's why we see constantly, you know, quarterbacks taken early, quarterbacks maybe reached on, because if you don't get them, then you're probably never going to get your hands on them. You're just going to have to settle for guys that have some ugly warts and pray that they work out. Otherwise. I get on board with that. So, yeah, but I mean, Stefan, I mean, obviously he's, you know, he's still the team to beat, but I think, you know, the last couple of weeks we've seen him come back to the pack and, you know, some other teams kind of step up or make moves to potentially challenge him. So I don't think it's quite as a runaway spot as it was looking after, you know, maybe the third or fourth week of the season. Cool. All right. Should we move up to our matchups of the week? Uh, or, well, there's there's matchups, but it doesn't look like there's too many good ones this week. I yeah, say. cool. Because I don't I do not want to do Nick Ruth ninety second. Because yeah, no, not gonna happen. Nope. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. So let's move on to the matchup previews, and you know we'll start with the first gimme. Um, I'm taking on Steve this week. Um, I, I took myself. Nick took me. I'm assuming you're taking me as well on this one. A hundred thousand percent. Yes. I'm not paying any more attention to this. <laughs> All right. And then when we move on to the next game, we're going to have Kevin taking on Armand. Um, how are you feeling about this game? Kevin? Yeah. I mean, I'm taking Kevin as well, but I mean, Armand's team, um, one of these, like Armand's two and 12, he's going to have a game in the near future where he upsets someone and his team just goes off, but good luck projecting which one it is. Yeah, um, correct. All right. Um, and then Nick Ruth taking on Adam this week. How are you feeling about that one? I feel exactly how I feel about the other stuff. Adam. Interesting, though. Adam's down, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes. And correct. Yeah, he's this big, week. big teams. Yes. I think this is a real I think this is close to a toss up. I'm going on Herbert. Yeah, I'm going. Well, I mean, Herbert hasn't been too hot of late, but I'm going to go Adam as well. But I think this one could potentially be interesting if Nick's wide receivers and or Kenneth Walker go off. Um, Dan, you are taking on Zane this week. Um, do you have a chance for an upset? Nope. Not shot in hell. It's nope. not going to be great. I lost pretty tall. Nope. Not good. I will pick Zane. Uh, it's a clean sweep. So far, we're all on the same page uh, with picks this week. Um, brings us to Jerry taking on Chris this week. How are you feeling about this one? This is where life gets a little bit interesting. Yep. So I feel like... I mean, Jalen Hurts is coming back, coming off the bye. Mm -hmm. Jerry gets an upgrade over Kenny Pickett, which has not been great this year. 
Um, Daryl Henderson, we don't know about, but uh, losing Isaiah Pacheco in the starting role, as I air quote myself on my side, uh, does MVS. I, I'll take Jerry. I think that's just the easy way to go on the upgrade. I'll take Jerry. Yeah, I think it's hard to argue with Jerry in this week. Um, but I mean, Chris's team has been feisty. I think, you know, if there's an avenue to the upset, it's, you know, Damian Pierce, Jamar Chase, can they go off? Um, but I think the flex options for Chris's team are just lacking. So um, this is a must-win game for Jerry. I, I, I agree. Think he, I agree. Can't, he cannot afford to drop this one. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, relying on James Robinson is going to be interesting. Um, you know, we're in another league together, and you bid kind of aggressively on Michael Carter. How do you envision this Jets backfield playing out now with Brees Hall gone? I think Carter gets a start. Mm-hmm. If he sells James Robinson straight is worth worthless. Mm-hmm. But if Carter struggles and James Robinson goes, it's a big win for Robinson. Okay. All right. Well, Nick took Jerry as well. So again, we are five for five. And that brings us to by far um the matchup. Best matchup. Oh yep. yes. And this is, you know, we're seeing um Stefan take on Sam, the two number one teams in each conference. Um, squaring off. Um, why don't you give us kind of a quick rundown on whichever team you want to go with, Sam or Stefan? Oh, man, what a great matchup overall, though. I mean, this is such so juicy. And the, the bench ops are even better, too. It's from a depth perspective, I like Stefan. Yep. I think I, I'm going to lean Stefan either way. Like, I'm just, I'm a little too almost four drinks in. My life's great. Um, oh yes, we've hit the building point for Dan. I'm gonna take Stefan 13 and one versus 11 and three. Give me Stefan, he's the underdog on projected points. I'll take Stefan, yeah. I mean, I think, and it is interesting, you know, obviously, there's some injuries that teams are dealing with, but the only buy right now is Keenan Allen for both these games, both these teams. So, um, both squads are pretty much at full health. Um, I you know, I'm, t- I'm li- taking Stefan as well. I think the interesting question for Sam, and I'm curious if you have any thoughts on it, Geno Smith versus Justin Fields. Um, Fields the last three weeks have been solid. You know, we've seen the rushing kind of options really pick up. He's averaged about 70 yards a game the last three weeks. How, I mean, can you, you know, if you're yeah. going up against the team like Stefan, that's just rock solid. Do you have to swing for the fences? Um, and if you do, who is that? And who has the safer floor? I, I don't even know. Um, but I think it's an interesting question right now. It um, is. And I think Gino's the better floor. And the reason yeah. I say it's because you have um, Michael Parsons on Dallas going against Justin Fields. Yeah. And the Bears offensive line is, I don't think dumpster fire is the right word. Can you find me something better, Nick? That's better than dumpster fire? How about, yeah. You know. Eighth grade flag football. Level. Yeah. The, the, okay. We'll go with that. And I think Geno Smith has a better offensive line. The Giants, I think, are a little bit more smoke and mirrors than the Dallas Cowboys are from the front seven perspective. I would not be surprised if um, Geno Smith puts up maybe 20 points and Justin Fields puts up 10. Um, I, I, I think. Geno Smith is the better play. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the better play 
overall, but I actually kind of think Justin Fields might have a higher floor just because of his rushing ability. You know, Justin Fields, I think, you know, just because of what we've seen, you can probably pencil him in for like seven points on the ground. But you're uh, not wrong. No. Yeah. But I mean, I do think probably Geno Smith probably has the higher ceiling just because I, I can't see Justin Fields going supernova against this Dallas team. Um, so I think Geno Smith is the right call, but it is an interesting question. And who would have guessed that that would be a, a topic of conversation eight months ago or eight weeks ago for this matchup? Um, Geno yep. Smith has been phenomenal. Um, probably the story of the NFL thus far. Um so um, for the matchup picks, you and I are both going with Stefan and trying to make up points or just believing in him. Nick is going with Steph or going with Sam. So this is the only matchup we are split on for the week. Uh-huh. And it'll be interesting. Can Nick close a game? Um, last week we went we all went four and two. Um, so that's um, cumulative standings are you and I are 30 and 12. And Nick is two games behind at 28 and 14. Um, well, that, that's all she wrote. Any uh... Nick sucks. <laughs> Any... Yeah, that's it. That's it? All right. That's well, it. Nick sucks. Nick sucks. Maybe we'll see him next week. Uh, best we'll of see. luck in week eight. And yep. y'all have a good one. Peace.